Hello, and welcome to the Client Experience Revolution Podcast. I am your host, Raya Gonzalez, and I am honored to be with you here today to celebrate the closing of 2020 and to welcome in the new year, 2021, which we are all praying is a little more encouraging than 2020 has been. But I have some notes. I created some notes for myself to talk a little bit about what happened for me in 2020 and maybe spur some thoughts for you as to what you can reflect on. I also have some questions that I received in my email from Anna Choi, who is a renowned author. She's a business coach. She is a TED Talk speaker. She's amazing. And those questions, I'll let you know, those are not mine. They are from Anna Choi. And I just was really inspired by them. They thought they were really good to like kind of kick off um, our year. And so I'll kind of wrap with those. So I've gone on and on about healing and abundance. I set the intention this year. I said, I'm not doing any resolutions. I'm setting an intention. The intention for this year is to leave behind old baggage and to welcome in the abundance of joy, money, whatever the world, the universe, God has in store for me. And I wanted to explore different modalities. I wanted to just do whatever it would take for me to be able to achieve this goal, really, or intention, and then really use it as a a guide for me to be able to say like, is this decision in alignment with my healing and my abundance? And so I want to tell you the story of what happened in the beginning of the year, which you've gotten snippets over the year in my podcast, but I want to tell you chronologically kind of what has happened for me and how that has come together in my ending feelings towards healing and abundance. So Towards the very, very beginning of the year, I was feeling a lot of conflict internally, specifically about my business. I just wasn't sure which direction to go in. We were doing a lot of different things and I wasn't sure what would be best to, you know, where, what the next steps were. And I was just like obsessing about it. I just couldn't seem to like wrap my brain around it. So I went to Angie Luthien, maybe Lothian. Sorry, Angie, if I get your name wrong. And she is a Reiki provider, a Reiki master, if you will. And we did a guided meditation. And so she said, what is your intention for this session? And I said, clarity and discernment. And so we did this guided meditation and a couple things came up that were really interesting and I didn't fully understand until later on in the year. So one of the things that she said in the guided meditation was that I was sitting in a garden and I was sitting on a park bench and across from me, there was another park bench that was facing me and I could feel someone coming behind me and it was like a, a like a female sort of energy, but I didn't know who it was. And so at first I thought maybe it was my grandmother. And then I was like, no, that's not it. And then she sat down and it was me. It was like my higher self, like the self that is more like self-actualized or whatever, my higher self. So she said, you know, ask your higher self what you need to know in terms of clarity and abundance. And I said, like, Angie, this is where the magic needs to happen because I don't know. Like, she's like, you're overthinking this. Just like, 
really go into your body and feel this out. Like she's like, where is the uncertainty in your body? And I said, I feel like it's in my chest. And she's like, does it have a shape? And I said, I feel like it's like a plate. And she said, does it have like consistency to it? I said, it's like a metal plate. And she said, I want you to lift in your mind, lift this plate off and give it to your higher self. And she says, what is your higher self doing with the plate? And I said, I feel like she's rocking it like a baby. And she was talking to it and she was saying, it's okay. And you have served Raya well, but your time is done. And she says, okay. And she's like, what do you feel like you need in order to achieve this clarity and discernment? And the first thing that popped into my mind was like Gabby's face, my youngest face. And I was like, well, that's just weird. And then she's like, what do you think that means? And I was like, well, I think it means like I need to prioritize my family. And she's like, "Um, okay. And then she goes, what else do you think it could mean? And I was like, I get the sense that it means like I need to see things with a child's perspective. Like don't overcomplicate it. Like slow down and just think like black and white. Like how would a 10-year-old see this situation? Like you have a tough decision to make. Like if you told a 10-year-old, like, do you need to hire this person? They would be like, well, are they nice? Like, do they work hard? You know, like they, it would be a very like cut and dry type of conversation. So that's kind of what I took away from that, from that conversation and that session was like, I needed to prioritize my family, that I needed to slow down and I needed to stop overcomplicating things and really look at things from a child's perspective. And two days later, two days, one, two, I was in a really, really bad car accident. One that I could have died in. And gratefully, the seatbelt caught and the airbag caught. And what resulted was a really big collarbone break. And I broke my wrist from the airbag. So slow down. I wasn't speeding, but I wasn't, there was just a lot of mitigating circumstances and I needed to be paying attention to what was really happening. What it also did was make me physically slow down. I could not physically move because I had just had surgery. And the irony is a metal plate was placed in my chest and it will be there forevermore. And so here I had experienced this feeling of a metal plate in my chest. And I quite literally have a metal plate in my chest. And because the metal plate extends almost to my sternum, it is directly above my heart. So this reminder of slowing down, of seeing things from a child's perspective, of really prioritizing what's important, this reminder, I quite literally carry it with me every single day. And in fact... I'm skipping ahead a little bit, but that plate failed and I had to have it replaced a new plate to put in my chest that was even bigger. And so I've had four surgeries since that car accident over the course of the year. I'm thank God done with that. But, you know, the the other result of that was that I had to really step back from being a meddling CEO who micromanages to one that allows her team 
to really operate from a a space that they are empowered. And that was crazy for me. I went on to do more healing. I, you know, I, I jokingly say like, don't ask God for healing if you aren't specific. Like I asked for healing in abundance, but I wasn't specific. So he gave me physical healing of all of my injuries. But even in the, even in that, like people, because I have PTSD. So my family was worried that I would, that that would cause me emotional harm. But I think that the, I think it was a gift. Like it was a gift to really evaluate what's important. And so I, I didn't walk away with trauma in this, like emotional trauma from the car accident. I've only walked away with gratitude, just gratitude for my life. Thank God for life-saving devices. Like, can you imagine if I broke my collarbone, like I quite literally had like an inch of separation and break in my collarbone and I split it horizontally from my seatbelt and I broke essentially the top of my radius off, which is the large bone in your wrist. So from the airbag, what would have happened if I didn't have those devices? Like I probably would have gone through the windshield and I probably would have died. So I'm all about gratitude about that car accident and the lessons that it taught me in terms of long-term lessons in prioritization and slowing down. I continued my journey. I met Monique Gaffney. I started the core wound healing process. I worked with her one-on-one, which was phenomenal. And if you can swing it, I always recommend doing one-on-one to start because it is such a personalized experience. If you can't, I recommend it for everybody. It's for dudes. It's for chicks. It's for people who are non-binary, it's for everybody. It does definitely have like a spiritual flair to it, but it's very accepting of all spiritual flair, like whatever your higher power is, just because you have to give it up to something. I tried theta healing and inner child work. I worked with Dennis Pascal, who is amazing. And a couple of the memories that I have from that, that I'll carry with me my whole life was we identified some trauma slash wounds around when I was five and just all the changes that were happening in my family during that time and starting school and doing all those types of things. And so, so anyways, I was surprised at how that affected me because it's not something that I really think about or remember. And he had me visualize because one of the things that came up for me was that I had a hard time making friends. I had one friend at the time and I had a hard time because I was just so sensitive making friends. So he helped me visualize an assembly. And one of the people that we had welcomed into this visualization was Jesus. And that was part of a previous visualization. So he had me visualize that everyone came to assembly and at the top of the stage said, welcome Raya or something about Raya. And that Jesus was standing at the podium and saying all these nice things about me. And then he had me 
say the nice things that he was saying so that I would have to say them about myself. And then I'll skip to the part where basically he said like, what's happening now? And I was like, I feel like there's people who are, there's clipboards and they're signing up for recesses to play with me to see if we could be friends. Kind of like speed dating, but for like kindergartners. And it was the sweetest, just like visualization. I remember smiling so big because like this shy little tiny itty bitty Raya who felt like she couldn't make any friends in this visualization had like people lining up to play with her. And it was just like the sweetest affirmation that I am somebody of worth and that people would want to associate with me. And then on a more serious note in healing, he had me visualize. I was struggling with a time period of my life where I did not have a place to live. And that was resolved by some beautiful people who took me into their home. But the situation that came about has really haunted me for a long, long time. And what he wanted me to understand was that there are so many fractions of who I am, so many facets to who I am. And he had me imagine myself now standing inside of a circle and that there was me at every age around the circle. And like me as a baby, a toddler, me as a tiny girl and me as a preteen and me as a teenager at each year, me as an adult in my 20s and me as an adult in my 30s and me now in my 40s and me now in the, in the middle. And how each one of us, I get emotional just thinking about it, but just how each one of us experience life with its different joys and its different traumas. And they're all me. And it was a really powerful moment to think about how dynamic of a person I am and how, you know, especially when you're seeking healing, you know, what happens here affects all this over here. If you never unpack it, you know, like you have to unpack the different things so that you don't pull it through And then, you know, something that I'm working on right now is like that you pull things through generationally, generationally, you pull that through and you pass it on. And yeah, it was so powerful. And just from a personal standpoint, just trying to tap into my own spirituality and see what God means for me. And that's been a battle, but it's one that I'm willing to continue to see. Like right now, that means universe, source, God, angels, like a lot of different things. But yeah, that that was amazing. And for abundance, I mean, I made friends for life. I made friends that I can't even imagine my life without them. And it's just crazy that we haven't known each other since before 2020. And we've really had to focus on connection in a way that we've never had to focus before because we're so isolated. And so other things of abundance was that I got to go on vacation. I don't often get to go on vacation 
Often I'll send my husband and my daughter because work is not allowed. And this vacation was exceptionally special because I got to see people in my husband's family that I have not seen in 10 years. And so that was amazing. Clients, Jesus Christ, like some of the most amazing clients that I've had this year just have blown my mind with their awesomeness. And another thing that's abundance is my eldest moved out. And that sounds weird, but I'm not happy about that. But I'm happy that she feels safe and good and wonderful to be able to move into her next step of her life. And I mourned the baby leaving the nest, but I'm so grateful and so excited for her feeling ready to do that. And then I'm just like feeling the abundance of the delicious joy that not always, but sometimes I'm able to experience in a way that I haven't been able to do before. So what is coming up in terms of 2021? I'm definitely setting another intention. I think I don't believe in New Year's resolutions anymore. I believe in intentions. I think that it's better to have a place where you can put yourself in check and like measure your decisions against. And so the intention that I set for 2021 was shoulders back, heart out. And it's both a physical act, like literally think about what it does. Like for me, when I'm feeling bad, I go into the fetal position, like I I crouch over. So you like literally can't feel bad if your shoulders are back and you're like envisioning your heart out. And so what does that mean to me? That means despite setbacks this year, I've had some pretty heartbreaking things happen to me. I've had some employees that have not been completely in integrity. I've had some clients that have not been completely in integrity. I've had some financial setbacks with my business this year. I've had some financial awesomeness that's happened with my business this year, but I will not be bitter. I'm not going to carry that through. I'm healing that and letting that go. I, in terms of confidence, I am hiring a new business coach. So I will be working with Elise Tager moving forward, you know, in the new year. And I just feel like her style of really being a cheerleader with accountability. It mimics more of a mentor relationship for me. And that's what I'm craving right now. I'm needing someone who's going to encourage me to trust my own intuition, but also bring the experience in that can help me move forward. And Elisa's had many businesses has a lot of experience and she intentionally keeps her groups very small. And so you get a lot of, I'm assuming, because I have not started yet, you get a lot of attention. She was on the podcast and I just resonated with her so much. I just felt like, yes, yes, this is what I need. This is what I, this is the shoulders back that I've been looking for. This is the shoulders back I've been looking for. This is the confidence that I've been needing. And it really boosted and buoyed my spirit. So that's, I'm going to be embarking on a new journey with a new business coach. And then the heart out portion is really serving other people. And the way that's going to look for me is networking, networking, networking. 
I got lost a little bit in my sadness when some things went down with people that were interacting with my business and I didn't reach out and that was a mistake. And so one of the things that I'm going to be doing is engaging more, like engaging in groups that I really, really enjoy who have people that I really enjoy in them and being more visible in that way. Another thing is just sincere networking, like reaching out. If I am connected, like I'm in the middle of a LinkedIn campaign, if I'm first connected with somebody and I don't even know who they are, like that's not okay. You know what I mean? If we're first connected, you know, I had somebody ask me the other day, like, oh, you know, I see, you know, Phil, you're first connected with him. And I'm like, to be really honest, I don't, I don't know, Phil, like, I don't know how we're connected. I don't know if I connect requested him or if he connect requested me. Like, I, I don't know, Phil. And that is not only is embarrassing, but it's a lost opportunity. And so gosh, darn it, Phil, we better like get on a networking call. That's got to happen. So I am going to be very intentional in my outreach because for many reasons, this is not a sales thing. Like, Every time I network with somebody, I think of someone I can connect them to. And then what that does is they think of somebody that they can connect me to. And then us just mutually helping each other out. It's like the cup of sugar. You know what I mean? Like if your community is open to the point where you can go next door and be like, oh my gosh, I'm making a blah, blah, blah. And I'm short by like half a stick of butter. Can I borrow half a stick of butter from you? And then the next day the person comes over and is like, I need a cup of sugar. You know what I mean? Like, that's what we're doing here. Like it's a cup of sugar, half a a thing of margarine. I want to rub each other's backs. I want to network with each other. I want to know each other. And that's what 2021 is all about for me. And I just wanted to kind of tell you my story and, you know, really share with you what could be some good thoughts to go into the new year. Okay, so to close, I just wanted to read these questions that Anna Choi brought to light in one of her emails recently and and have them be things that you can be thinking about. So when you're thinking about 2020, what are the highlights of this year, both personally and professionally? What books did you read? What lessons did you learn? What are you grateful for? What new habits did you develop? What did you and your family accomplish? What unexpected things did you accomplish that were unintended? What character traits did you develop this year? Ooh, that's a good one. If you had a theme word, from last year, in what ways did that get fulfilled? And we talked about that a little bit. So moving forward, what's your theme word of the year that you'll use for 2021? Mine's shoulders back, heart out. What is wanting to emerge from within? What calls to your soul? I'm wanting to get more creative again. That's for sure. What's a soulful, empowering question you can inquire into for 2021? And how are you going to be freaking unstoppable in 2021? I want that for you. I want that for all of you. And I ask that you would think about these questions. You know, I hope you enjoyed my story. It's a long one, but it's one that has really impacted me in a way that 
I'll never be the same. I'll never be the same after this year. Being open to learning new things about myself and learning new things about how you can heal, how you can experience abundance is incredible. And I'm looking forward to seeing how I can serve others in the new year and how I can be more confident. That's the most important thing, confidence and service. So this is another episode of the Client Experience Revolution podcast. I'm your host, Raya Gonzalez. As every week, it is my absolute pleasure to be here with you. I ask that you join us in the group, Client Experience Revolution on Facebook. Find me on all the social platforms, either usually under Link Consulting or whatnot. I'm on LinkedIn a lot more these days. So you can find me over there too. If you're, you know, we're friends on Facebook and we're not LinkedIn connection, hop on over. Let's do this. And if we haven't networked in a while or if we've never networked, let's do it. Let's get to know each other. So thanks a lot, guys. Again, I'm Raya Gonzalez and I look forward to seeing you in the new year. Bye, guys.